On today's episode of Let's Grow Together, I talk with Ken Westgard, and we talk about the importance of reframing your mind during critical things that happen in your life, as well as the importance of developing a why, both in your life and business. So let's dive in, but first, the intro. Welcome to Let's Grow Together. My name is Nick Bonatotibus, motivational speaker and digital marketing strategist. And this podcast is all about helping you grow both in life and business. Let's dive in. All right. Hello and welcome. Uh, Ken, thank you so much for joining me today. Really appreciate your time. Well, thank you. Uh, it's an honor to be actually interviewed for once instead of being on the other end and interviewing other people. Uh, we just got back from interviewing you on my podcast, so we're doing a back-to-back podcast interview. Yes, <laughs> yes. It's a beautiful thing. Love it. You know, lots of beautiful content going on. Um, so real quick, Ken, just uh, tell me a little bit about uh, who you are, what you do, and, and who you serve. Yeah, uh, like I said, uh, my name is Ken Veskar, and I'm actually from Norway, so that's probably something that you haven't had on the podcast before. Uh, but I uh, help uh, health, wellness, and fitness coaches uh, plan and execute their launches, and particularly their online course and membership launches. So that's like the brief version of it. Uh, but yeah, like I said, in general, I help people then launch, and you know, it's such a huge thing because. When you're trying to launch something, uh, it's so easy to get overwhelmed with all this, you know, the stuff that needs to go into it. And, you know, you got to connect this and you got to connect that and you got to, you know, write the emails, you got to write the sales page and uh, it's so much. And, um, you know, I think from my perspective is that a lot of people kind of fail to plan out their launches. And that's kind of where people just stumble on their feet and trying to, you know, wing it and they, they set these ridiculous goals of, uh, yeah, I'm going to launch and it's going to happen in two weeks and I haven't really planned anything, uh, but that's okay. I'll do it while I'm launching. And yeah, that's like the worst thing you can ever do. <laughs> but so many people do it. So, uh, so that's why I try to help people kind of help them get the plan in order and make sure that they have enough time so that they can get into that launch and actually have fun and enjoy it and focus on the things that, you know, it's important that to get the message through to their audience. Absolutely. Yeah. And I think, I think it's a big thing um, in general of just like life and business um, of just, you feel overwhelmed with to-do lists and so many things mm-hmm. to do. And the reason why I feel a lot of people are overwhelmed is the lack of planning, you know, yeah. of just really being strategic about how you plan out what you're trying to accomplish. Yeah, I'm not saying, you know, don't be spontaneous and do stuff, but when it comes to launching, plan, please, plan. <laughs> <laughs> it's, a, it's a beautiful thing to, to take some time. And when you go into something, you know, like a launch or even it could be just like a marketing promotion, you know, anything that requires a lot of attention, that when you go into it prepared and planned, things tend to run a lot more smoothly. Mm, and when, you know, things does happen, you are probably more prepared because you have the time to handle what do you have time to deal with and you're not, your headspace in the right place as well. And, you know, launching is, 
not only can it be overwhelming and all that stuff, but it drains a lot of your energy as well because you got to show up, you got to, you know, pitch and you got to sell this thing. And so, you know, if you come prepared, you're probably going to have a lot more energy going into launch and that's going to show off to the audience as well. So, yeah. Now for me, I tend to, when I have big projects, I always think of things of, oh my God, I have so much to do. Do you have a strategy or techniques and things that you use when you have, you know, either a lot of things to do, you know, and may not just be for launching, but just like maybe piece by piece or, or something of that sort that kind of helps reduce the overwhelm. Well, I got my wife. <laughs> she <laughs> loves to do the to-do list. So every time we go on a trip, <laughs> I mean, she, I don't really do anything when it comes to going on a trip. She organizes this. She has the whole list of what we need to do, what we need to plan out, what we need to pack. And I can just sit back and relax and I love it. <laughs> but in general, uh, when it comes to business side, um, I think it's important to kind of start at the top, get the overview what is it that you're going to try to achieve and kind of quickly break it down. Just create a bullet point list for you to brainstorm or whatever, whatever helps, you know, and just kind of get the overview and get those bullet points down. And from there you can start organizing them into, you know, whatever uh, bucket you need to put them into. And it's really that simple. Uh, I think just get it out of your head and get it down on paper. That's like the most important thing, I think. So are you a paper guy over, over digital? <laughs> Well, yes and no. Um, I do prefer getting it into a Google Doc maybe, but I think it's more effective to get it out of your head when you get it out on paper because it's going to go through your head and through your arm and down on the paper. <laughs> <laughs> I love that. I don't know if I ever heard of that where someone is like actually the describing the thoughts going through your arm <laughs> into your hand. That's a, it's a great visual of, of how yeah. you're how your brain works, you know, of getting that thought onto paper. Yeah. I don't know I, if there's any, any science to back that up, but um, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. No, no, it sounds great. It's definitely, mm. it, it happens. It's, it's definitely a real thing. No, yeah, sure. yeah. <laughs> but it is. And, it, and it, I think um, when it comes to strategic planning, the more that, that you can get out of your own headspace of overwhelm and just really breaking things down into simplified manageable expectations the easier it becomes to achieve anything you know when it's like yeah. oh my god i have to launch well that sounds like a really big deal that sounds like mm -hmm. there's a lot to do now i'm overwhelmed so yeah. you know I, I think that that's a big part of it you know being able to break things down into simplified steps mm -hmm. it's like um i don't know if you already know about james wedmore but he shared something that you can you can set your goals for the year and all that. And what he does is he usually works in 90 days bulks or cycles. And basically he talks about the, you know, plan the whole year, start at the end of the year, what you want to achieve at the end of the year of 2020. And then you kind of break it down and work your way backwards. And then you break it down into the 90 day cycles. And then you can be specific within those 90 day cycles, but it doesn't have to be, you know, you don't have to be super specific about, you know, the fourth quarter of 2020 yet, because that's so far away, but, you know, have a good idea about what you want to do. But the first quarter that's coming up, be specific in that 
quarter or those 90 days and then kind of break it down from, okay, what are the top three things I want to achieve and what kind of monetized result do I want to have at the end of this three months? And then you can break it down to tasks and get really specific. And that I think that helps a lot with the overwhelm because you have the plan for the entire year, but you don't have to think about it yet because it's not going to happen yet. And then you can just focus on those first 90 days and make sure you get that done. And then you can be really specific and it doesn't feel so huge. And it kind of feels a little bit more, you know, achievable mm-hmm. in the end. Yeah. And I think it's really important that, um, you know, a lot of times people, you know, it's like the magic of thinking big or, you know, having massive, massive goals. And that can be overwhelming at times because, you know, you're thinking about all of these things that you want to achieve. And sometimes it seems so far-fetched or so out there that you don't even really try. And I think that there's a level of having achievable goals or tasks that are broken down so that you can feel like you're progressing and accomplishing things and having minor goals and small goals so that you're like, Oh, I did it. You know, Mm -hmm. I got this, you know, even if it's like something small, you're just starting. It's like, Oh, I want one coaching client. It's like, boom, you got it. Like when you get that, it's a huge win. Yeah. You know, you also may have, I want 10 coaching clients by the end of the month, but at least you're, you know, celebrating those, those small wins. Yeah. And if we're talking about goals, it's so easy to get, you know, bummed out if we don't meet that goal that we set for ourselves. But again, you know, that goal that we set for ourselves, what did we base that on? Nothing pretty much, or maybe something you've done previously, but that doesn't mean it's going to happen. So it's a good way to, if you can manage to detach from that goal and, you know, just feel comfortable about setting it. So you have something to work towards, but if you don't actually meet that goal, so what? It doesn't mean anything. As long as you made some progress, you took some action and you actually moved forward, that is so much better than, you know, not hitting that goal. So you, can, you need to focus on the right things. And that is not necessarily the goal in itself, but the process of getting to that goal. And you eventually we will get to that goal, just not in the time frame that you maybe set for yourself. That's awesome. And I think that's a great insight, um, you know, into goal setting and not putting yourself into a mentality where you're, you know, putting your well-being based on you achieving your goal. Could you elaborate a little bit more tips that you have that, that help you kind of get away from putting so much, I guess, of your well-being into a goal or setting goals? I feel like this is a good, um, you know, you've already been rolling. Yeah. Uh, I'm not going to say I'm an expert. Uh, I've spent a lot of 2019 on working on, you know, reframing how you think about things and how, you know, when stuff hits the fan, I don't want to say that as well, but when stuff <laughs> hits, uh, <laughs> it's so easy to kind of just, well, I can do an example. I did, um, it was last summer. I did, um, well, last spring, actually. I launched my, I tried to launch a membership uh, for email marketing and I got two founding members and, you know, I celebrated that. It was great. You know, it was a 200% increase from the last time. So reframe that, um, you know, cause the first launch didn't provide it with any members. So, <laughs> so a huge win. Uh, but after two or three months, um, well, after two months, the first one dropped off. She didn't want to do it anymore. And, you know, okay, 
fine. I uh, still have one. And then a month later, she decided that, you know, she didn't want to do it either. And um, she said something like, you know, maybe your heart isn't into this. And I was like, oh, wow, really? Um, that sucks. So I got real bummed out and like, oh, man, what am I going to do now? You know, why is this happening to me? You know, all these negative thoughts. <clears throat> and um, I decided to feel sorry for myself for about 20 minutes and then kind of getting out of it. And it's like, okay, enough. Um, what, what can we do? Uh, can we do this in a different way? Should I maybe do an online course first and, you know, build up a mass of, um, you know, customers and then, then launch a membership or should I maybe just do something else entirely? So it's all about, you know, getting out of your own way and kind of, getting a bigger perspective, I guess, and just looking at it from a different perspective. Um, and that helped me a lot, just learning to reframe every time bad stuff happens. Because it doesn't have to be bad. There's always a lesson to be learned whenever something bad happens. And um, that's a huge thing. And that's, I think that's a lot easier to learn first, to reframe every bad thought that you have. Just start with being aware of it. You don't have to, you know, master this right away. You just have to be aware of the thought that you're having. And it's like, okay, whoa, stop. Okay, what can I do? What can I say? How can I reframe this? And then work on it. And this is, this is going to take some time. I, like I said, I spent mostly 20, whole of 2019 to kind of work on this. And towards the end of 2019, I kind of learned from the reframe to kind of detach from the goals and you know, continue doing what I wanted to do no matter what of the results was and but that's not something that comes by itself either I mean that is really hard and I'm far from perfect on that but it's getting there it's getting better uh, but I still get bummed out sometimes but it's I think it's important to have some place where you can kind of reach out and I know we have like the BBD group uh, I think it's fantastic they have mm -hmm. coaches in there and they can help you really dig down to the specifics of what it is that you're feeling and what is going through your head and um, kind of help you see things differently. So I think that it's really important to have somebody that can support you as well when you're feeling down and kind of help you see a different perspective as well. But um, yeah, learning to detach is really important, but learn how to reframe first. I think that's more important. I love it. It's interesting that one thing you pointed out. So you said that the person wasn't passionate about it anymore and to me the way that you're saying that is like i didn't take that as a perspective of you at all you know mm. and and i think that that's potentially you know you're putting that attached on you when clearly it's not something of your control it's something that she has going on that's oh no she said that it, i wasn't passionate about it oh she so said she you called were... me out on it yeah she didn't feel like i was into it and you know delivering it with passion and uh, it turns out she was right though <laughs> well there so, you go so yeah I, I was allowed to feel sorry for myself uh, at that point you know but uh <laughs> but it helped me kind of see things differently and throughout that summer i made a lot of thinking you know what what, a, what do i want to do do i don't i want you know do email marketing that was so um well the story goes to uh, actually listening to an episode with James Wedmore and I was looking through the podcast episode to try to see if I could find something that could kind of help me get out of this rut that I was in and came across this episode. It's called um, Finding Your Sona Genius, mm -hmm. which is basically 
you know, uh, you know a lot of stuff, you do a lot of stuff, but where do you, you know, thrive? What is it that you enjoy do most? And what is the things that you don't want to do, want to, you know, let somebody else do or whatever it might be. And I've, I had heard or had listened to the episode once before and, you know, I didn't think anything of it at that time, but this time it really struck with me and it changed everything for me that has been going on from August 2019 up until now. And I finally find my purpose and uh, everything is aligned and everything feels great. Yeah. Yeah. And it just goes to show you when you're doing the things that you want to do and the things that you're passionate about, how up, the profound effect that it can have on your well-being, you know, when you're doing mm. your, your mental headspace, when you're doing the things that you're passionate about and that you're, you know, fulfilling your inner desires to accomplish your dreams, you know, and going for it and what that can do. Um, and, and one thing that I, I noticed, you know, that you were talking about, so, you, you know, you're listening to podcasts and games and obviously you invested in, in business by design. So how do you feel that that aspect, cause that mentality of investing in yourself has helped you grow both uh, personally and professionally? Mm. Well, I definitely invested a lot of courses over the years. I mean, I don't even want to start thinking about how money, <laughs> how much money I spent on courses, but, uh, like James says, he, he says that, you know, he buys courses every week and it's the greatest thing ever. And yeah, so it's a good thing. You want to learn, you want to keep evolving. Uh, but I don't think, I think it started with, you know, I joined Tribe with Stu McLaren in the spring of 2018. And that kind of started something because finally I met some people who were kind of like me, you know, you find your group of people. And that's, um, I think, I think that's kind of what makes a course a little bit different instead of just, you know, sitting down by yourself and, you know, going through some videos and reading some, you know, some stuff on the website and all that stuff and doing everything by your own, uh, getting into an f- actual group where people are engaged and, you know, stuff's happening all the time. You can ask questions, you can get feedback. I mean, it's such a huge difference. And, uh, Stu McLaren, he, he works with, you know, his, his whole course is on membership and, you know, creating memberships and all that stuff. Um, but after that summer in 2019, I decided I didn't want to do membership. So, but then I had DVD Live or Business by Design with James Whitmore, which I bought actually uh, 2018, the fall of 2018, actually, uh, because I knew I needed something different than just membership. I need something to help me build the business as well. And, uh, you know, that course as well, just show that, you know, the Facebook group, amazing people, support, feedback, all that stuff. That's such a huge difference. And I hope that people understand that, you know, creating online courses is one thing, but creating a community that's so powerful. Um, that's something really unique. And if you can actually do that, you have something really good going on. Um, and in terms of courses, I think it's really funny with business by design. Uh, I think that's by far the best online course that I've bought. And I've probably like said, I bought, I don't know, 20 courses, 15 courses. I don't know. <laughs> I have <no> clue. <laughs> Some of them are just collecting dust for sure. Mm-hmm. Uh, but his course was so different because he promised you the processes that you needed for your business which is exactly what I wanted. And it's exactly what I needed. And it's jumped into it. 
And some of the first modules has nothing to do with business whatsoever. It's all about you and how you are thinking, how you're feeling about stuff and how you need to reframe your mind. And it's so crazy. And I think that's one of the important lessons as well. If you're doing online courses, just, um, you know, sell people what they want, but give them what they need on the inside. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. And I think the big part too, that you've mentioned is finding that group of people, you know, Mm -hmm. to me, that's been one of the biggest game changers that's happened in my life is, is taking time to find other people and, um, that are similar, have similar goals, similar aspirations. And, you know, you find them at events and you find them in Facebook groups. And, you know, when you purchase like a program like business by design that has the Facebook group included in it, um, and you're a hundred percent right that that group is so unbelievably unique. Um, and it's something that I certainly hope to create, um, on my own of something of that magnitude that can be that powerful and Mm -hmm. but i feel uh, and i'd like to hear your insight on it in how important and how impactful it has been for you to surround yourself with like-minded people Mm. well for me like i said i'm from norway so um sure there are norwegian courses and all that stuff but um i mean i feel like i get a lot more you know, going international and talking to people overseas and just connecting with people overseas because it's such a different culture and people are so different and they're so much more open. I noticed that when I was at BBD Live, I'm digressing a little bit, but when we're at BBD Live, it was my first time visiting the U.S. And just, I don't know if it's, you know, they're trained to be at this or it's just shallow or whatever it is, but I felt so welcome every time I went to the store. It's like, they greet you in such a genuine way, it felt like. And, you know, you felt welcome and they said goodbye. And it was every, you know, they were actually having a conversation with you. As in Norway, we barely say hello to you when you walk into a store or let alone say goodbye. It's so, it's so big difference. But uh, <laughs> so that's a huge part. Yeah, for sure. Um, sorry, I lost my third there. Um, <laughs> what was with, the question? With connecting with other people that are at, at Business by Design and how that's kind right. of... Um, or just other groups in general and, you know, tribe you mentioned um, yeah. and how that's kind of helped impact you, um, you know, especially in a virtual world where you are yeah. in Norway, but you've been able to connect with a lot of people from the U.S. and stay connected through social. Yeah. Definitely. Uh, it's been a huge deal for me uh, because, like I said, I can connect with people overseas and, you know, we, it's just a Zoom call away or, you know, you can connect via social media, just, uh, you know, a messenger or whatever. And it's, you know, basically you create friends online, you know, um, it's like we're talking about on my podcast as well that, you know, you talk to people for maybe a year or two, and then you finally go to this live event and you can say hello to them and you can give them a hug. It's like you've been friends forever and it's such a great thing. And, you know, that wouldn't happen if I hadn't had this opportunity to connect with people from a different part of the world in, you know, a setting like you know, the Facebook group of BBD or tribe or whatever. So yeah, it's been a huge thing for me. And I can't, you know, at this moment, at least I can't travel to US every, you know, three months or whatever. It's like, I did it the first time this year. Hopefully I can do it the same time next year. And, you know, so it's a one-time thing once a year. 
Uh, as for you guys who are actually living in the U.S., it's a lot easier to just, you know, yeah, it's a couple hours drive down, and, you know, there you are. Yeah, well, for- depending on where you live, which is why I'm well, planning on moving to San Diego so that I can be closer to these events because there's a lot more events in Southern California than right. in um, – oh, sorry, listeners, uh, if you didn't know that I was moving to California. That's the first time we talked about this, but <laughs> – for all my Oops. Philly, my Philly <laughs> friends, sorry, I'm leaving, I'm going to the beach. But uh, yeah, I, I think I think what's really cool, and it says so much about you that you were willing to go, you know, invest in yourself and go to the U.S. for the first time for a marketing event. You know, mm-hmm. like I'm sure that a lot of people would be like. Oh, you're going to the U.S. We're like, what are you gonna do? You're gonna go like to some tourist track? Oh no, I'm gonna go sit in a chair in a in a hotel <laughs> conference uh, for three days straight, and they'd be like, what? What? What do you? Well, what why? do you mean? <laughs> yeah, like what? That's what you're. That's how you're gonna spend your time in the U.S. Is yeah. like in a hotel conference hall, you know? And I think that that's such a a, a funny concept. And the way that I always explain it when I go to these events and maybe you have a similar experience is that, um, you know, I used to go to like a lot of concerts. My friends were really big into concerts. So I kind of like tagged along and I got into it a little bit. I don't really go to them as much anymore, but for me, these conferences are like epic rock shows of like Mm. your favorite people and conversations that you want to listen to and you want to talk to. And People who aren't in it will never understand how much you like would do anything to go sit in a room for three days straight. (laughs) (laughs) Well, luckily I could, you know, use my excuse and said, you know, I'm bringing my wife and we spend a couple of days in West Hollywood. And then we're spending three days in Irvine at a conference. And then we're going spending three days in Laguna Beach and just relaxing. So we made a whole week out of it at least. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I could bring my wife and we can do some stuff. But uh, and I think it was a really great thing to actually bring my wife to this as well, because then she could kind of get a insight of, you know, what it is that I do. And most importantly, why I do it, because, you know, being at that event really show what kind of people that we are surrounded with. I mean, I don't know. I, I did not go to BBD Live and expected to cry, but I did. And I did it a lot. <laughs> I did it like five, six, seven times. I don't know. I lost count at some point. But it's some, some amazing stories. And they were really, I mean, yeah, it broke me apart. And just uh, like, um, you know, Stu McLaren as well. He's running his uh, Village Impact. And seeing he getting a check on $160,000 and breaking into tears. I mean, oh, my God. I couldn't give it back. I'm Yeah. I'm an emotional guy. <laughs> yeah, no, I know. And, you know, me, me too, for sure. And, and there were so many stories, especially when they did the client panel. Um, yeah. Like their, their stories of people oh, like combating like um, sicknesses and um, mm-hmm. some other things that like, I don't even want to say on the show yeah. that happened to some of these people um, that should just never happen. And it did. And um, the fact that, that they're willing to like get on stage and actually share that mm-hmm. was just um, in, incredible. You know, it's, it's yeah. just, a, it's a, it's a beautiful thing to go to something like that where all of these people 
Um, you know, every single person that I met and, you know, I'm sure you can relate to was just so open and willing to share and connect and talk. And, and, and I want to say that I feel like BBD Live is different from other events specifically because you've already invested. So like mm -hmm. if you go to a lot of other events, anyone can get a ticket. Whereas yeah. at BBD Live, you can't unless you're a BBD, um, you know, unless you invest in BBD. So mm -hmm. it's a, just a different environment of people. Um, yeah. And it's so, it's so amazing and, and so powerful to hear, you know, their stories and, and what they have gone through. Mm -hmm. And like I said, that, you know, really got to show my wife that this is why I'm doing it. You know, just look at these people and look at the, how we can impact lives, you know, doing this kind of stuff. I mean, yeah. So it's really fortunate to have her or the fact that she actually wanted to tag along because she could have been just spending time up in her, you know, the hotel room and just not being engaged with it. But she decided to come and sit with me and being in that room and listening to some of the stuff. And she actually finds some stuff that was valuable. She made friends, you know, so it's really cool. That's awesome. I, I, I met you, but I don't think I met your wife. Well, she was sitting I... right next to me. So yeah, I don't know how that <laughs> no, happened. I don't know. No, there you, you go. Know how it is at events. It's craziness. So <laughs> 600 <many> people. people. <laughs> yeah. That's really cool though. So she stayed the whole time for, yeah. for the most part. That's really the only awesome. thing she didn't take part in was like late night sessions that we did. Uh, right. One of the, one of the nights. Yeah. That's the only thing that she didn't do, but that's fine. When I was at the Kajabi summit, um, there was a couple there that had just gotten married and they stopped oh, at wow. the Kajabi summit for their honeymoon. <laughs> It's like, really? Oh my gosh. Yeah. They ended up, uh, they brought him on stage and they gave him a bottle of champagne when they, they found out they were like, Oh my gosh, we got to do something about this. So yeah, they later on, they brought him on stage. Uh, I forget if they did anything else with them or gave him something else for free. Still, I remember the, the champagne awesome. though. Yeah. It's like, come on, like, give it up. These people are here on their honeymoon. They came to a conference. <laughs> like it's just a whole nother, whole nother level of, um, of you know committing to yeah you search for for knowledge and mm -hmm. you know i think we can shift a little bit into that aspect of you know how that quest for knowledge is so important you know in our our personal and professional growth and you know you said you've invested in in courses and you, you mentioned like bbd being the best one have you invested in any other courses and or I'll say um, like books um, that you would recommend that were just kind of like a game changer um, in your life? Um, as for courses, I pretty much mentioned both Tribe and Business by Design, two great membership and very different. Uh, one is on memberships and one is on building a business basically. So I could totally recommend both of them. Uh, as for books, I've definitely invested in a few books as well been a little bit while since I read some now, but um, one that really struck with me was the, the, the book with uh, Simon uh, Sinek. Sinek. Oh, Simon Sinek. Yeah. 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 Uh, the why book. Um, uh -huh. That is really good because that it's, you know, why do you start a business is so important to just kind of dive into that and think a little bit about that. And just, you know, it's not about the money. Well, of course it is about the money, but that's not, the driving factor in the end. I mean, the money will help you achieve the why, 
but specifically what are you doing this? Are you doing this to help somebody or are you doing this, you know, to impact lives or whatever? So I think that was a really good book to kind of get a different perspective on things and just kind of dig into, you know, why do I even bother doing this? I've been doing this or sorry, I've been trying to do this for five years now, I think. And it's only recently the last couple of years where things kind of started to, you know, um, snowball a little bit more than before because I didn't have any idea about, you know, running a business or anything like that. So, and I've been doing that and having a full-time nine to five job as well. So I feel like now I'm finally starting to understand that I'm trying to, you know, create a business and seeing things differently. It's not just a hobby anymore. So Mm -hmm. yeah, that's a great book to read if you haven't read it. And definitely there's a couple more, you know, like um, the storytelling with Donald Miller. It's a really good one as well. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. Definitely recommend that one. Um, And I've read a couple of books on habits and stuff like that as well. Um, But I haven't really been great at executing the habits though. It's a tricky thing. I'm sure you know about that. Yes, it is. You have to be very committed, um, you know, to your habits and, and really wanting to do them for them to have that effect and be able to consistently yeah. do them. Absolutely. But I think, you know, just wanting to, you know, get knowledge and kind of, you know, develop yourself, whether it's you know, on a personal level or if it's a business, I think it's so good. And I remember um, Ramit Sethi, he said once that, um, you know, if you see a book and you think that you would like to read it, just buy it. Mm-hmm. You know, it doesn't matter if you want to read it right now or if you're going to read it 10 months later, but it's like probably 15 bucks. That's it. It's an investment for 15 bucks. And it might bring you some good stuff in the end after all. So if you think you're going to read it, buy it. Yeah, just never hesitating to investing in yourself and, you know. And a, and a book is a small investment. Yeah, very small. I love that you mentioned Start With Why. That's, um, that's like one of my, that's one of my top books. Um, I talk about that in a lot of my presentations because when it comes to video, it's important to share that with people, to share mm-hmm. your why with your audience. So for all you out there that are, um, you know, content creators or business owners, it's very, very um, powerful to share why you do what you do and and you know it, it helps connect to people on another level and you know simon sinek talks about it from a business standpoint as well sharing your why with your employees and getting them on board with that as yeah. well and i think that that's a big aspect of bringing that into your company culture so you'll be more willing to work for somebody that has a strong why than somebody's like i'm just here to make lots of money mm-hmm. you know i i think it makes a a huge, huge difference. Um, so yeah, absolutely. Yeah. And personally, the why for me is, you know, it feels like kind of cliche to say, but it's, it's the freedom, the freedom to, you know, uh, being able to, you know, take kids to school without stressing in the morning or, you know, picking them up early just because I can simple things like that. You know, I, I think the freedom will help you, you know, lower your shoulders a little bit more. You don't have to be stressed out all the time. But again, of course, it's 
has a lot of things to do with, you know, how you create your business as well, because, you know, a business can, you know, you don't start a business to work 80 hours a week. You know, that's not why we start a business. We start business because we want to work less, but that also means that you don't necessarily have to work harder because you got a business as well. You know, you just need to be smart about it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, absolutely. And I think, um, you know, having something that's strong and why, you know, and your, your deeper why is like spending more quality time with your kids is a big, yeah. you know, that's like, that's basically what you said in another way of saying it, um, yeah. you know, and having that is, is so, you know, that's a powerful, it's a powerful why, you know, and I think regardless of having a business or not, I think it's important that we all have some type of personal why of, you know, why you get up in the morning and why you go to work. Um, because mm. when you're thinking about those types of things, you know, you're going to work a little harder. You know, if you know that, you know, working harder that day is going to help get your kid to a better college or, you know, uh, you know, give your wife something that you really want to help her out in or, you know, do something nice for them, then it's going to push you harder. And, you mm. know, focusing on that why, each and every day is gonna help pull you forward with everything that you with you do what you do absolutely yeah and i think on my part is just showing my kids that you know there is another way you don't have to you know get that nine to five you can actually start something for yourself you can start your own business you can you know have massive impact in the world and you can do wonderful things on your own you don't have to you know, work for the man, so to speak. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Absolutely. Love it. Well, thank you so much, Ken, um, for your time. This has been so awesome. Uh, a lot of good, a lot of good gems in here. Do you have any closing thoughts that you want to share? Um, yeah, well, just, you know, whatever it is that you do. Um, I think the one thing that we spoke about the most is, you know, the reframing. I think that's going to take you a long way if you kind of learn to I'm not going to say master it but just learning to be aware of what your thoughts are and how you can kind of stop them and take a second and just think about okay how can i think about this differently is there a lesson to be learned here uh you know is there something deeper a deeper meaning here like i said you know i was getting smacked in the face when you know when my passion of being into it and it turns out it's the greatest thing that ever happened to me so don't get bummed out by you know, uh, something that you would take negatively on yourself. Uh, it could be a good thing, but, you know, take a second, stop, think about it, get aware, think about it and how, try to reframe it into something positive instead. Awesome. Love it. And lastly, um, what's the best place for somebody to follow you, reach out to you, connect with you? Uh, definitely on Instagram. It's Ken Westgar. Uh, my last name is W E S T G a a r d uh also the same goes for my website canvasgard.com and yeah that's the easiest way to get in touch with me and also run a podcast it's called oh my god i'm launching which we will hear nick on one episode there as well so check that one out it's all about you know listening to people launching you know the beta launches the failed launches the some of the successful launches but we're not talking about the you know the five six seven figure launches we're talking about the small ones that everybody goes through, you know, at some point and, uh, it's not as bad as it sounds. So you can learn a lot from that. Yeah. Awesome. Thank you so much, Ken. Thank you everyone Thank you. for listening and, uh, take care and remember, let's keep growing together. 
Wait, wait, one more thing. I would first like to say thank you. Thank you for listening. And if you enjoyed this message, please take a moment to write a review. By writing a review, it helps people find this message and helps me help more people. And if you really, really liked it and you think this message could help someone else, take a screenshot, share it on Instagram, and please tag me at Nick J. Bonnie, N-I-C-K-J-B-O-N-I, so I can show my appreciation for you. We can all win by helping each other grow. Thank you. Take care, and I'll talk to you soon.